Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. I'm so glad that you're back with here with me for episode seven, Confession, I'm a Jesus Freak. Hopefully you checked out episodes one through six. If not, make sure you go back and check them out after you finish this episode. So we are almost 60% done with this first season. I can't believe that the time has flown by, but I guess the old adage is true. Time flies when you're having fun. Now let's talk about today's episode, Confession, I'm a Jesus Freak. I sort of wanted to move this episode up because we're talking about one of my favorite things, Jesus. Now, most people have nicknames either a derivation of their original name or a name that speaks to their character or maybe a time in their life that describes an experience. Sometimes these nicknames are cute, you know, like Muffin, one of my nieces, or Poo Poo, one of my little cousins. Personally, I give all of the kids in my life special names and they love them so much that they only allow me to call them that special name. It further bonds our relationship, and I love it. But back to the nickname. My name is April, as you know. Pretty simple. It's the month of the year. No, I wasn't born in April. Actually, my parents had not decided on my name when I was born, so when my mom was in the hospital, her favorite soap opera was on, and at the time, her favorite character's name was April. So here we are. I know, it's not a great story. But I think the name April Davenport has a great ring to it, so I'm okay with the story. But I digress. There are no derivatives in April. It's pretty straightforward. And if you know me, as a child, I was a straight shooter. So there weren't any nicknames developed in that vein either. Everyone just called me April. April is what it was, and April is what it is. Until I got to high school. But before I tell you about that, I want to really digress and bring up Kirk Franklin. It's no secret that I love gospel music, like love it. And one of my favorite gospel artists is Kirk Franklin. Every time he comes to Atlanta, I can be found at his concert. And this goes back to the days where he would be at Six Flags Gospel uh, Fest. I was a teenager then, and Kirk Franklin is a genius with the pen. All of his songs have something great to offer to the kingdom. There is one song on Kirk Franklin's album, Fight of My Life, entitled, I Like Me, in which he discusses his journey to self-acceptance and self-love. 
He explains his physical attributes, his character, and other aspects of himself that may cause others not to like him, but ultimately he realizes that as long as God likes him, he also likes himself. The chorus goes something like this. I like me, yo you like me, cause I like me, do you like me, see I like me, cause he likes me, God likes me, yo you don't like me. Well, I won't say that this is my favorite Kurt Franklin song because there are just so many. I will say that the words of the chorus do hit home. For me, because as a child, I've always known that when I decided to set out on a different path, there would be those who didn't like me. But I was good with that. However, I liked me. And me liking me had to do with the fact that God liked me. There's another line in the song that says, tell me who that is. Yo, that's that Jesus freak. When I first heard this song, I thought it was particularly interesting because the only person that I heard use that term was my sister when she was referring to me. She always calls me a Jesus freak. It wasn't a nickname. It wasn't meant in a negative sense. It was more so an indication that my love for Jesus was so crazy that it was indescribable. I never took offense to it because if I had to be a freak for anyone, I would want it to be for Jesus. But let's pause for a moment. I'm not some supernatural being. I'm human. I'm imperfect. I'm saved by grace just like the body of believers with whom I'm joint heirs of Christ. At the age of nine, I gave my life to Christ at Beulah Missionary Baptist Church in Decatur, Georgia. I had been attending church all of my life and I had been introduced to Christ long before I went down to join the church. But I waited before making the decision because I wanted to be absolutely sure that when I went down to give my hand to the pastor, I was completely dedicated to living my life according to the word of God. Did I believe at the age of six? Yes. Was I actively attending church at the age of seven? Of course. However, I believe and I still believe that the decision was mine and I'm so grateful that I was allowed to make my own decision. I'll never forget that early Sunday morning, and it really was early because it was during first service at Beulah that I joined the church. I had already made up my mind that day that today would be the day and I could hardly wait for the interim pastor at the time to finish preaching. I simply wanted to give my hand and accept salvation. As soon as the invitation was extended, my feet propelled me down the aisle and I truly experienced my first hashtag fresh start in life. If I close my eyes tightly enough, I can see myself at the front of old Beulah starting my journey with Christ. I would like to think that I knew the decision I was making, but as much as I had contemplated, the truth is I had no idea all that my walk with Christ would entail. No one does. God doesn't promise us full access into our future. He simply promises to be with us. It would be almost five months from the time I gave my life to Christ until the time I became a baptized member of the church. My dad was experiencing health challenges at the time, so he was unable to make it to church and I didn't want to get baptized in his absence. Again, God doesn't always give us full access and I experienced my first challenge as soon as I walked down, but I didn't give up. I knew that I had a made up mind. 
In fact, my mind was so made up that two of my friends decided to give their life to Christ shortly after I did. And later that year, we were all baptized together. When my dad was able to come to church, I was baptized and it still remains one of the most memorable experiences of my life. I didn't look back and maybe that's the day I became a Jesus freak. Do you remember why you gave your life to Christ? Were you forced? Did you do it because you believed in who he is? Or did you do it because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time? Were you fully committed to the cause of Christ? Are you still committed to Christ? The act of being baptized can be a one-time thing, but our commitment to Christ is renewed day by day. And if we aren't asking ourselves the hard questions, where does that leave us on our journey with God? 1 Peter 2 and 9 states, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. When we're kids, everybody seems to make like decisions or follow the same rules. So it's highly unlikely that one's choices make them different or set apart. However, the older we get or the more mature we become, we begin to realize who we are and who I was as a person and who I was in Christ became more apparent. I was in middle school when I really started to analyze who I was as a person. I understood that while I made important choices that I feel reflected my character and my upbringing, ultimately I was making decisions that reflected the God I served. When I entered high school, those decisions became even clearer and the chosen generation, the peculiar people that 1 Peter 2 and 9 references stood at the forefront of my mind. Why did it seem that every decision I made was oddly different than the decisions of my friends? Why couldn't I ever just go with the crowd? Why did it bother me to, to go so badly against the grain and simply go with the flow? What was it about me that forced me to weigh the consequences before seriously jeopardizing my future as well as my present? While at home, my sister was calling me a Jesus freak, at school, people were calling me Jesus' little sister. They were so convinced that I must be a part of the holy family to not engage in certain activities. Again, I don't profess to be perfect, not by any means. I simply desire to live a life that is pleasing in his sight. There was one time in high school when Bishop Eddie Long came to visit. At that time, he served as the chaplain of our high school football team. So he would visit the high school often and spend time in various capacities. During this particular occasion, he spoke to the upperclassmen and he basically had church in our high school gym. My great uncle used to say, what's in you comes out of you. So as he began to preach, I forgot that I was in school and I just began to go with him. At one point, the spirit of God became so high that I lost my faculties and had to be escorted out of the gym. During my exit, I heard someone say, April's just being extra. And then I heard someone else say, you can't fake that. It was at that moment that I realized how much my walk was truly making a difference. My being different was making a difference. 
I could be okay with having to make the hard decisions to stand apart and even stand alone at times if that meant someone was watching and might eventually make the right decision because of me. Later that day, someone said to me, how do I get to know the Jesus that you know? Isn't that what it's all about? Helping some we someone meet the Jesus that we know? As teenagers and young adults, what message are we sending about the God that we serve? What are the greatest challenges you have faced in your walk with Christ? How did you overcome them? Are you still working to overcome them? Did they lead you closer to Christ or further away from him? If I thought that walking down the road less traveled was a lonely road in high school, I had no idea what awaited me when I attended college. I chose the University of Notre Dame because I knew as a whole God's presence infiltrated the campus. Yet and still, like every entity in America, the people represented a completely different story. Yes, the school was, and still is, 88% Catholic. But on a micro level, does that mean that 18 to 22 year olds are living their life for Christ? Are they making the daily decision to die to their flesh, take up their cross and follow Christ? It's really not my position to judge anyone, so honestly, I can't tell what anyone does in their private time with God. I can only make a determination by, person, by a person's words and deeds. In essence, when I attended school, I did not feel as though I was the only person living for God. I did feel, however, that I was in the minority of the minority. But there was a grave difference between high school and college. In high school, I was Jesus' little sister. And while I wouldn't call it taunting, it certainly wasn't a term of endearment. But in college, when this same term was used, there was respect attached to it, love evoked to it. When I was with my group of friends, different decisions were considered, conversations changed, and questions were contemplated. As I evolved into my relationship with Christ, because the journey is really never complete, I involved those around me in the hopes that they too would get to know the God who brought me love, hope, and so much peace. I was the same Jesus freak, but finally people began to understand that I was crazy about Jesus because he was crazy about me. And I could never repay him for the daily gift that he extends towards me. Do you realize that the Lord's mercies are new every morning and that each day we have an opportunity to truly have a fresh start? Are you afraid of truly living for God, for fear of what others will say or for what you might lose temporarily? What is your biggest hindrance to committing to Christ? And what joy do you find in serving God? As time went on, Charnel still referred to me as a Jesus freak, but she actually called me Mary. She said I had achieved sainthood, and since America didn't recognize saints, she was going to do it herself. I don't know why Saint April didn't work for her, but she liked the idea of Mary. It was a private joke between she and I and a couple of our close friends. So when I think about nicknames, this is the closest I have ever gotten to having one. And I'm not sure it really counts. But if I had to have one, 
I'm so glad that someone saw enough Jesus in me to think that my name needed to change because of my vast love for him. For the rest of my life, I will serve him. I'll say it for a third time. I'm not perfect. As Paul said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I will make more mistakes in life, but every single day I awaken with the intention to do better and to be better. I awaken committed to having a fresh start with Jesus. I like me because he likes me. I pray that you like you because he created you and he likes you. If you don't like you, he still likes you. It just may be time for you to check you. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode seven of Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. Confession, I'm a Jesus freak. I pray that it blessed you just as much as it has blessed me. And remember, God really does like you. Before you leave, let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Today, please let them know that you not only like them, but that you love them. I can't wait to see you next week, same day, same time. And remember to connect with me on social media because I love to learn just as much about you as you are learning about me. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.